Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another enticing episode of Tales of Two Teachers with me, M. And me, M. And me, A. There you are, and A as well, another special guest. It's a scorcher. Mate, I am covered here, I'm so (laughs) absolutely great. Um, And just for the listeners, um, M's put a lovely ensemble together today. (laughs) He looks like a poor man's Johnny Cash, he's he's all in black. (laughs) Yeah. Is that to hide the um, sweat patches? The sweat patches are, yeah, they're no longer It is a scorcher, and this is actually a bit of a a re, um, what do we call it, a get-together from the people who went to France. No, oh, yes, a yes. mini reunion. A mini a reunion. That'll live long in the memory for yeah. many reasons. <laughs> for exciting journey to France. God above, yes. Hours together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, so, lo- I was looking through the photos on the bus, actually. They were pretty humiliating of us. It's just like embarrassing asleep photos. None of them are yeah. <laughs> Insert caption here. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, very embarrassing. Anyway, yes, go on. Well, you've got some questions, haven't you, from oh, our, yes. our loyal readers. Neil, who I think has emailed it, in a couple of times now. It could be the same Neil, we don't know. Um, we had five questions, but we got quite a lot by the looks of your little list, so we'll do two questions today. Okay. But if you have emailed in, fear not. There's two actually about suggestions for topics, not questions. Oh, so great. we can do that next time, maybe. Um, so if you have emailed in Finnock, we will still cover your uh, questions or your comments. But for this week, we're just going to boil it down to two because there's a few different things we'd like to cover. Yes. Right, so uh, from Neil. At the moment, at present, what uh, films, books, series, etc. Uh, would you recommend? So what, what are you reading, watching, enjoying at the moment or have enjoyed? I mean, let's, let's put it down to the last couple of, of months. <laughs> okay, so the last, the last film I watched was... Avatar Water. Oh, God, The Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, No. no, no. Yeah. About as bad and cliche as the first one, Mm, I would mm, say. mm. I really did enjoy that film, actually, the first one. I haven't seen the sequel, but no. Just like, let me think for myself. You don't need to call the mining stuff unobtainium. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) let me think for myself. That's cringe, really. That is ultimate cringe. That's not good. All right, and what about what book you're reading? Uh, It's an audio book. I'm listening to uh, Feral by George Monbiot about uh, the potential benefits of rewilding. Oh, yes, yes. Um, You're not a big fan of rewilding, are you? I'm not a big fan. I just wanted to hear the other side of the argument so I could could, uh, be more... Informed. Informed about my my stance on it. It could be a good podcast, actually, rewilding. One for the future. Yeah, I'll bring my pillow. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? okay. Absolutely. Hey, what what are you what are you? Uh, well, the last film I watched uh, certainly not as um, as as highbrow as some of uh, the discussions you've been having, but um, I've had to rewatch Harry Potter with my wife as oh. they're now on Netflix. So uh, we're sort of making our way through the Harry Potter films. We watched uh, the Order of the Phoenix last night. Oh, actually, nice. last night. Last night, we're okay. trying to tick off sort of one a night at the minute. Yeah. Um, I'm driving her insane because I'm asking lots of questions because. <laughs> She's read the books over and over and over again. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Do you like the early, like, fun ones, or do you like the later, the more ones. dark ones? I'm definitely the later, darker ones. I'm the same. Yeah. Whereas I think my wife is definitely more the earlier ones, but it, it does take a, a real turn. The early ones mm. are more sort of, oh, we're earning some house points. That's right. And then, and then, uh, and then it like, sort of goes. Because murdered. Uh, yeah. Because the Nagini. Absolutely. Cool. So, Harry Potter. And the book, is it still that same book you've had on your bedside table for a million years? As you well know, I'm not a, a massive or avid reader. Um, <laughs> I really wish I was. Um, I just don't have the, the patience to sit down with a book. And again, it's something in my house I get slated for a lot because <laughs> my wife, she will be watching films and reading a book at the same time. But, 
Uh, yeah, the last book I read or started was the Vladimir Putin book, which oh, is still on my bedside table. Absolutely, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be building with that a bit later yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Good. <laughs> so I did want to. Oh, we've got another well, question. Well, what about me? Oh, That's yeah. what I've read or seen. Oh well, just again, just self, just total self indulgence, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> what I have literally just. Well, actually, I'm halfway through Tennessee Williams' A Streetcar Named Desire, which I know is a play, but uh, I'm on that on, Aud- on Audible at the moment. Nice. Um, it's not as good as I thought it'd be. I listened to Driving Miss Daisy as well, another play on Audible, the other, uh, a few weeks ago with um, Angela Lansbury and James Earl Jones. That was really good, but I'm, not, I'm halfway through this. I'm not that blown away. A product of its time, Maybe. I'd say. I think when, when looked at through a modern lens, mm. yeah. It's just slow. There's just, yeah. yeah. It takes a while to get going. Mm. What are your thoughts on Street Cunning Design? Is that the one with Stella in it? <laughs> yeah. That's about the, the extent of my knowledge of yeah. the... It is that the you know, like the Simpsons. Yeah, so. I think so, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, so I'm halfway through that. I'll finish that tonight. Um, and the last, I can't even remember the last film. That's terrible. Uh, I'm we desperate to go and see the new Spider-Man film, but I don't think I've seen a film for a little while now. Maybe we could go and watch it together. I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man, no, we'll go. No, the new one is the, new, the sequel to the anime one, which before was the best Spider-Man still, film. Is it Tom Holland? No, no, this, the anime one. It's Miles Morales, so Spider-Man's... Oh. It's, it's the black Spider-Man. So many different versions of Spider-Man. There are, yeah, There's absolutely. Hard to keep up with. I don't know how I'd do it. I don't know how I'd like an animated version. It's very good. It's not like it's not like you think. You thought that about that Grave of the Fireflies? You I did, that? but it's I not. Did. Not it won't be. A that had such a strong message that it was. Yeah, almost, yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I, I genuinely can't even remember the top of my the last film I saw. It's not good, is it? Oh, I'm so glad we came back to you. Absolutely. That was, well, <laughs> was streetcar named Desire is pretty highbrow. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, and question two. With this guy, you, you've answered this, eh? Uh, what do you do after school? I mean, you watch Harry Potter. That's from Gemma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we're not watching films very much. Uh, we enjoy to cook together, so mm. quite often when we get home, we're we're quite big into our into our cooking. So, mm. conversations over cooking, eating together. Sometimes when the weather's nice as well, we like to go for a little bit of a walk. Of course, um, just to kind of unwind. But I must admit, I'm very early to bed. Mm. Uh, being a teacher, most weeknights I'm in bed by. Well, you get here at like four a.m. I do get here. You leave quite late, don't you? So actually, I'm not that surprised. It's a half nine bedtime for me, unfortunately. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I mean, to be fair, my activities are very similar. I play I play video games quite a lot. I find that's an easy way to chill out. Um, So yeah, I play video games. Go for a walk. Go for runs. You play far the side. Yeah, football. Play football three times a week. Yeah. 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 Just to blow off some steam, really. Mm. But. I'm getting too old for it now, definitely. <laughs> definitely not. We've seen you on Friday, mate. You've got quality. <laughs> Some of the best distribution, I think, out there on a Friday. He could not, not make a mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely superb. Superb. He could. Absolutely. He's a good, he's a good player, to be fair. One, you, of, one you, of the better ones we've got. No doubt, no doubt. Your uh, after-school activities are a bit different, though, aren't they? Uh, it, in the depends, it depends, yeah. That, this time of year. But, yeah, like you guys, I'm a walker. We'll do a couple of miles every night. Mm. Train, exercise the dogs. And... Um, the baby's bedtime routine as well, bottle, bath, bed, yeah. that takes up mm. a significant portion of our evening as well, which is quite Not nice. Your, your, your winter activities, you have to go and feed your pheasants, isn't it? You, you have to keep running off to feed your pheasants. I do, yeah. yeah. On a Tuesday, go and feed me pheasants as well, yeah. That's right, but that's not the season at the moment, though. Uh, not yet, we've not got them yet. No, yeah, a little okay. bit later, but yeah. There you go. Okay, thank you very much, Gemma. I hope that, I mean, God, we're not particularly interesting, are we? I wonder if any no. of the other colleagues do anything exciting after school. I don't think anyone really does. I think the younger ones will probably have a more varied social life than, than us, potentially. Yeah, yeah actually, no, B does. B, because mm. all that with his mates, actually, to be yeah. fair. So, it does. Know, yeah, that's, that's fine. It does. Okay. So, the next, um, the next topic for our conversation is A's journey mm. to teaching. We always um, ask people... How did you become a teacher? Mm. Why did you want to become a teacher? And 
is it what you wanted it to be? Yeah. So <laughs> go for it. Well, I think I never had ambitions of, of being a teacher when I was growing up. Um, I think if, if any of my teachers were, were listening to this, they'd be very surprised that I came into to this profession. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed school, but I wouldn't say I was the most engaged student at school. Um, and uh, my plan, even going to university, was to be a sports journalist. That's what I always wanted to do. Oh, right, I wanted I to write about football. Uh, one day the dream was to be a commentator. I used to literally play in my back garden and commentate on myself playing football. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, quite you need regularly. to start doing that on Friday. I want to get some of those. Um, and I used to have to like, bring my brother in, and I'd I'd ask him to pick a player, and I'd commentate on him. So I was I was that was my oh, my wow. goal. And I took A level, so I did media at A level, thinking it would be a nice way in. Mm. Looked at sports journalism courses. Um, and then I had a real change of heart when, just before I went to university because I thought maybe that was a too narrow a degree. Mm-hmm. So I widened it to basically my other A-levels, which was history and politics. Mm. Um, and again, whilst I was at university, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I'd still thought maybe journalism. Um, but eventually, uh, I kind of stumbled into teaching. After a little bit of travelling after university, I was very fortunate that I got the opportunity to do some interrailing around America. Oh, nice. Um, and I came back and I found it very difficult to find, to find a job. So I went into some teaching assistant at my, at my old school mm-hmm. and all my teachers laughed when I came back. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I did a couple of years teaching assistant and found that actually this is quite a, a rewarding job. This is something that actually I really like to, to get involved with. So did my teacher training and... The rest, they say, is it's history. Yeah. Absolutely. And how long have you been doing it for now? So this is my... Oh, that's a good question. This is my... I think this is my 10th year coming up next year. We'll be mm-hmm. my 10th year in teaching. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you're also not just a teacher. You're technically my boss because you're actually the head, of, <laughs> the head of history, aren't you? Loosely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I've had quite a varied career. I think, really, I, I started off in a school um, working with a great team and I had four years there. I really enjoyed my time there and then left to work in a school in, in just outside inner city of Birmingham, really, mm. which was very challenging, mm. very, very challenging there for three years over COVID as well. Um, and the, the goal was really to get back home, to, to move much back closer to where I live in, in Shrewsbury. And obviously the job came up here. And then, again, I'm moving on, unfortunately, yeah, next year. So I'm not, not hanging around. Yeah, put you off, mate, put you off. What I find fascinating about these conversations is... I can't believe we don't know that about oh, yeah. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know. he was doing little and commentators in his background. Why is it it takes, takes the audio to be running? I mean, we, 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 this is the, how good hosts we are. We can make the guests feel relaxed. So relaxed, yeah. yeah and they just want to share. Probably says a lot about our lunchtime conversation yeah. as well, that, that it's probably slightly less... Or the quality brain. of our friendship. Or, or that, yeah. <laughs> Very low. Yeah. In, in another um, sort of facet of your life then, you have had a very successful year, that being um, football. So, whereas M had a very disappointing end to the season with Arsenal not quite, um, not quite winning the league, and with me having a slightly better we end of the season that in Sunday. that we weren't relegated, yeah. but actually overall a very, very poor season. Um, a is a Newcastle fan, so talk us, talk us through that. Well, it's the time to be a Newcastle fan, isn't it? It's... Um... There's lots of sort of questions about the morality of it, which is, 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 is you could do a filler, filler podcast, doesn't that? And I, I, 
Um, You're alluding to Arab money. Uh, to the, Saudi, the, money, the, the Saudi Arabian money, yeah, certainly. I think there's a couple of things there, isn't there? Their human rights record is... is um, Non-existent? Um, poor, Checkered. is the word I just... Check yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think also there's a lot of sports washing going on, isn't there? There with oh. particularly the golf as well with the Saudi Arabian money. But to a club like Newcastle, it has completely transformed mm. not only the club but but the city. I've been lucky to go up a, a couple of times this year, and it genuinely is is buzzing. And uh, it's been quite difficult to be a Newcastle fan over the last sort of <laughs> twenty odd years. Um, and it's really nice to see your team not just winning, but your team your team thriving, seeing the stadium full again, exciting football just transfer windows when you're actually being linked with some half yeah, decent players windows, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's exciting it's 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 just it's fantastic but I think this next season is going to be a a test a real test we're going to have to spend big to keep up with some of these these big boys that are going to come back so you've just said that you, you earn you earn it don't you yeah. I've seen I mean I've seen Everton thrash Newcastle 4-0 at home. Mm. In recent years, I've seen Newcastle yo-yo in and out of the league. Mm. Um, and like I said, that's what that's what loyalty gets. People with good mm. fans. You know, one city club. Good yeah. fans. Very good fans. Without a lot of success either. They've not really you won anything since anything. the 50s, yeah, I don't think. The FA Cup, I think it was 1955, no. I want to say. It's a bit of a thankless task being a, a, New, a Newcastle fan. But um, I think you're absolutely bob on as well. I've really enjoyed watching them. Mm. They're... Um, been brilliant. Very season. robust, very hard to get past. And, and very robust. aggressive mm. and, and on the front foot mm. as well, which is which is what as a neutral is what we all want to see, isn't it? Mm. There have been some good players over the years. I still remember Johan oh. Kabai, Hatem Ben Arfa, yeah, get, player. Even further. Cisse Bar. Yeah, I mean that, that that era was was well, that was the Padre era, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, Alan yeah. era, which yeah. I think he got us to fifth one year. Czech Tiotto, um, Colaccini. Czech Tiotto. Some great players. I go even further back. I mean, when I first first growing up, my hero was Shearer. Of course, which yeah. I mean, and that team where you had like your Shearers. Ginola, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had Peter Beardsley going back, Lauren Robert going, you know, slightly forward from there as well. Yeah, yeah. Bellamy, I used to love Craig Bellamy and Alan Shearer. <laughs> what a partnership that was! Just the pace of Bellamy over the mm. top. But that that was the last time we had Champions League football when we mm. had that team. So it was your Bellamy's, your Kieran Dyer's, your Jermaine Genuses, mm-hmm. and you know that's twenty, twenty three, twenty four years ago now. Mm. So it's great to be back there. It's great yeah. to be back there to hear that music at St James's again. Absolutely, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So on to now. Um, can I just pause? Can I just open the door? Because I'm pooling here, so I know it will attract <laughs> colleagues. To do we mind. need some filler music. No, so you can just do a little filler. I'm just going to yeah. So <laughs> what we're going to uh, what we're going to go on to as um, again indulges his um, one of his many <laughs> flaws. His, is sweating. All oh. black probably wasn't the best choice. Well, the I generally think I look better in black. I look, I look good. So I don't think I look great normally, but in black... I think a nice satin number would have been nice on you. Mm. This is down to cling now. <laughs> yeah, so, I think it was the wrong fabric. Would you ever get fabric. short-sleeved? Definitely never. No? No, no. I, my arms are repulsive. No one wants to see that. <laughs> so no, I don't want to show those. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. Anyway, we, will, we will move on. <laughs> yep. And we're going to move on to... A specialism, what really sort of gets him going when he's when he's delivering um, key stage three and key stage four curriculum, Who? and that is we don't we don't get to teach this. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's oh, something which like I thought you got to do it in no, no, no I really so, sorry, my mistake. So we so we did do it at school. Yeah, I did so, at school. So you did at school. It's just not at the moment. Ah. It's not something that fits with our key stage four, is no. it really? Oh. Um, 
Might be something that in the future, perhaps key stage five, we could look at. Yeah, certainly would like to look at it, definitely, because I have never, I've never actually taught it. You have taught it. Haven't you? I Rush, taught Rush it for about yeah about. seven or eight years at my uh, over my two previous schools, and mm. then my new school I'm going to next year, I'm teaching at A level as well. So we haven't actually said what it is yet. So it it's, is it's, Russian. It's Russian. <laughs> Sorry, Russian history. Yeah. Russian, <laughs> Russian history. Yeah, and I know that M has um, come up with some interesting, well, um, topical. Yes, both, both A and I. Did you do this third year special at uni? Because I did. I did. I did a couple of modules on Russia. Yeah, I think yeah. in, in in guys. I wouldn't say I, I specialised on it, but no. um, but yeah. I, I talking of doing it at school. I mean, it's not something I studied at school at all. The first time no. I came across it was was A level actually, mm -hmm. uh, and the Russian Revolution. And from there, I sort of really got a thirst for Russian history mm. I think really really intrigues me I think it's, it's an interesting because obviously it's it's such well it's such a complicated and fragmented history mm -hmm. obviously it is sort of in Europe it's in Asia it's an outlier though Russia because obviously well kind of even it's basically a medieval country up until 19 <laughs> 30, basically, until they've industrialised well, probably. Yeah. It's history as much west as it is east, well, which that's is the problem. what's it, unusual about it. It was a country that was desperately trying, even throughout its medieval period, to try and join in with Europe, and it was lagging behind for hundreds of years. So, I mean, even the Russian Empire is pretty weak. For a country that size, it should have had a much bigger empire when imperialism begins, and it's totally incapable of, of keeping up. I think um, that was that was the goal of many a czar was mm. to catch up with the West. That was an official policy. To, Absolutely, they've to always been years behind Western Western European countries in Absolutely. terms of industry, in terms of you could even argue democracy as well. There, <laughs> well behind. Um, yeah, that's education, infrastructure, education, everything. Yeah. Now to give us a little, because I think you and I are just going to fangirl if we're not careful. <laughs> to give us a bit of structure, I just um, recalled from our university days actually mm -hmm. three czars. And a little bit about them. We are also going to talk about modern history, modern, well, politics really, with Russia in a minute. But I just wanted to bring up briefly um, Peter and Catherine the Great. Mm -hmm. Obviously, their monikers are kind of a, a little unfair because they've made up their mind for you, really, <laughs> haven't they, about how they, they belong in Russian history. Um, but do, how much do you know about those? Things? So I say, they're, they're not two that I ever studied at university. I've, I've obviously read, I say read, you know, I don't read, but I've listened to audiobooks on these two. That, I think like, we two. count that as reading. We count that as reading, yeah. that's fair enough. And actually, on our France trip, I was listening to uh, an audio book on those two czars in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, I think you're right there, those, those sort of titles are, are somewhat challenging, particularly with, with Peter the Great as well. Mm. I mean, anybody that's sort of championed by Stalin uh, <laughs> perhaps doesn't deserve Red to be... Red flags or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think he was the, the czar, wasn't he, that sort of um, credited with... Uh, sort of bringing Russia into into sort of you know uh, it's modern as yeah. we know it yeah. really yeah. sort of you know uniting the Russian people yeah but also had a very dark side to him Terrible. as well absolutely um, like personally also pretty um, horrendous like sadist yeah to cut off people's I think his his wife had a uh, a partner had cheated on her an affair or whatever so he had him beheaded and stuck the head in a vat so he never um, didn't decay yeah. and he's left it by her bed for the yeah. rest of her life. She always had to look at his head's lover's head. I think he's personally actually carried out some executions <laughs> some himself. Imagine, there's, there's, yeah. there's reports of that as well. Mm. But um, yeah, he's he's a, 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 a sort of challenging historical figure, isn't he, in that sense? As I say, anybody that really Stalin looks to as being a, a role <laughs> yeah, model, right. which he, he mentioned quite frequently mm. that Peter the Great was a, a fantastic leader, does sort of question. Yeah, so like how, how good he actually was. Catherine yeah. the Great's interesting because, mm -hmm. like Peter, another modernizer, mm -hmm. interesting reform, economic reform as well. And obviously, as a woman, she wasn't really seen to have those 
expectations to you know to focus on things like the economy and you know technological infrastructural change but she do, does quite good at that um as she does absolutely uh, but also i think she wasn't actually russian either was she no. she was of, of german heritage yes, I believe, wasn't she so, yeah. so another challenge for not only being a, a female mm. monarch but a, a technically a foreign monarch absolutely. at the time as well uh, again a very checkered personal <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm sure we can't go into some of the Catherine the Great stories on this podcast. But what she did with horses is yeah, just well, yeah, not, absolutely. Not but also many, many um, lovers, I think, would be the, uh, yeah. the words. Promiscuous, uh, maybe. In a nice yeah, at promiscuous, way, yeah. I think, would be. There's a recent um, film, isn't there, I think, with, or television, so I think it had Judy Dench playing her in it as, oh, right, as okay, Catherine yeah, the Great. Yeah, I've not yeah, seen yeah. it, but um, I would certainly want to be on my, on my watch list when we finished. Harry Potter. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Those two czars, obviously, because they've, they've got the monikers, the greats, I, did, I was wondering about their credentials for being reformists. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're quite, they're, they actually have quite a decent reputation in Russia still. Yeah. Um, obviously, revisionist historians might disagree, but orthodox Russian historians, and even, even kind of if revisionism exists in Russia, they, they're very, very popular. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think as well, one that I think we're going to go on and talk about as well, perhaps Alexander II oh, as well. my favourite. Being one that, that sort of still has that reputation, oh. of course, the emancipation of the serfs. Massive. Um, which is, for those that are uh, unaware, is when effectively um, Alexander II freed uh, the peasants of Russia mm. uh, in, in the 19th century in 19th, 19th century yeah. four years before America set uh, slaves free as Absolutely. well so this idea that actually Russia's behind mm. other cultures you could sort of challenge it with that but interesting for his kind of uh, rationale to do it I mean a lot of historians would say he was kind of forced to do it to prevent a rising from, from beneath yeah um, but he's an interesting character as well, assassinated. Well, I know, yeah, murdered himself. But he, he's, actually, he's actually quite a nice man, yeah. because he had a, obviously a very traditional education, but by all accounts, he was actually quite interested in the plight of mm-hmm. the serfs. So he's not just doing it for, yeah, for um, selfish reasons. No, he set up a council, hadn't he? I think mm. four years before, actually, the, the edict was brought in. So this was something that was a long-term goal Absolutely. of his. And it was genuine and a, an ambition of his. Passionate yeah. about it. Mm. Also built... A huge amounts of railways yeah absolutely. Uh, to join russia up he mm. a bit like i suppose peter and catherine he's trying to modernize russia really interested in bringing it close to the west as well mm-hmm. but as you mentioned uh he's not entirely successful a lot of military disasters and obviously he's finally assassinated isn't he what's the group that assassinates him uh people's will people's will yeah, yeah. finally managed to kill him yeah. um and say so, yeah he's, he's just failed russia I think that's a that's a, a tradition of the Russians are mm, yeah. uh, military uh, failures is yeah. what they sort of specialised in. Absolutely. Um, you know, one I'm thinking off the top of my head as well, Nicholas the Second, World yeah, War the One, World leading from the front. Um, yeah. They've not got the best uh, reputation <laughs> the in wars. Yeah. No, seemingly um, not. No, that, <laughs> that certainly did for Alex the Second. But I generally I generally think he is a really interesting reformist mm. because he's liberal by all accounts yep. in terms of some of his ideas, but he's still trying to cling on to that aristocracy, you know, aristocracy Autocr- as well. Autocratic rule. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. he was blessed by God to be that ruler. He's a really interesting character. His mm. son, obviously the mm. third, very different. Yeah, reactionary rule of, yeah. of Alexander the third. Yeah, so... Yeah, very, very different, but it probably had to be. You know, when your father's been assassinated, mm. and a lot of historians would argue, well, the reason he was argued really was because he, he allowed that. Yeah, that he didn't clamp thought. down on it, did he? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so Alex III does far more of that. Use of secret police, the operana, yeah. and, and oh, such God, yeah. of. Um, but again, it's, it's that autocratic rule, isn't it? And I think mm. that dominates that period of, of, of Russian history. And... and Interesting also today at modern day Russia, kind of mm. going back to this one person being the ruler and the, the one 
true, you know, spearhead, if you like, of, of the Russian government. There's some, some sort of interesting comparisons to be made there. I think Putin is very much like Alexander mm. III. Not just the terror, but the Russification. Because obviously mm-hmm. Alexander II had overseen a, ma- a bigger empire. And Ru- Russia obviously is massive and it has a number of different cultures in it. Mm-hmm. Alexander III very much tried to bring in it's Russia and that's it. So mm-hmm. if, it doesn't matter if you're I mean, a part of Mongolian or Serbian, even at that time. It's, it's, that, it's irrelevant. You need to build your identity about being Russian. And I think Putin is doing that literally in Ukraine, isn't he? So yeah. he, he's literally uh, trying to Russify just like Alexander III did. Yeah. Alexander III... Um, actually, again, has quite a good reputation in Russia. When I did him at a university, when we looked at Alexander II and Third, you know, palpably one was a lot better at being a ruler than the other. Mm. Um, but, you know, that might just be a Western lens looking at it, but Alexander III had a much worse reputation. Alexander II had a much better one. Yeah, so absolutely. Putin, you know, I don't think it's any surprise that he would move more towards Alexander III than the second. And the, and the Russification thing's interesting, isn't it? Because I think for the Tsars, it was done through language was a massive thing, Definitely, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it? Enforcing in places like modern-day Ukraine that actually the official language was Russian. Absolutely. And religion was a, was a massive thing. Yeah, the Orthodox, the Orthodox Church, Church yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and I must, I'm not too clued up, I must admit, on Putin's kind of views on... on the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, Probably much like, even like Stalin, although they didn't like religion, they used it. So mm. I would guess, um, well, Putin can't be a particularly religious You man. wouldn't think so, would you? No. But he must, I'm assuming, he meets often with Orthodox priests yeah. and leaders. So I'm guessing, like, much like Stalin, he's willing to use it, much like Hitler was, I suppose, with his The, the, the power base that they have, religion. You want to tap into that yeah. rather than burning it all down, I guess. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin was, was more interested in keeping close links with it rather mm. than destroying it. Mm. Yeah. Um, You've been very quiet. Very quiet. It's about a part of history I know very little about. Can anyone just give me a, a brief summary of um, Rasputin? Because that's something that people will be quite interested in. Have you in. heard the Boney M song? Right, right, right. Yeah. If you have, that's just Rasputin summed up. Okay. He, uh, <laughs> they shot him till he was dead. Yeah, you want to watch yeah. Kingsman as well. Great. Oh, he is in that. Yes, the golden, the golden circle over here. Yeah. Uh, there's some um, he's some just sort like, of myths, isn't there, about him as well? There's a lot like, of weird stuff about like, him. Like, like he didn't die. They tried so many times to kill him, and even when they didn't, when, they, him, when they tried to drown him, even yeah. then, and he dropped yeah. to the bottom of the lagoon. Apparently, he's like his eyes were open, and yeah. all sorts of crazy. Stuff. Few theories on that, isn't there? I think what one is that maybe his tolerance to such substances was so high because he <laughs> indulged in them so frequently <laughs> that actually that was they, in Kings, wasn't it? About he had little doses <laughs> yeah. of poison every day, so he was almost immune to poisoning. I've yeah. no idea if that. That's true or not, but, but the reality probably is that the poison was dodgy, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, just rubbish um, poison, yeah. Yeah, but he's a really interesting character. So he had the ear, didn't he, of uh, the Tsarina at the time, mm. whilst mm. Nicholas II was on the front line. And they believed that he had these healing powers that could yeah. heal, heal their son. And so he he had a lot of influence in, in Russia at that time. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it was far more than he should have given oh, us. Yeah. Very He's basically just a background. pessimistic. Yeah. He's just like a yeah. bloke who said, I can do these things, and I'm. And obviously, by banishing to dupe fairly uh, high up people and obviously giving them promises, um, he just found his way into a court. Did an amount, immense amount of damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like undermined Tsarist authority, almost had an affair with the Serena. Yeah. Um, you know, and people just said, What on earth is the Tsar playing at letting this mad bloke in his court and a very high up advisor? It's like Dominic yeah. Cummings of his day. <laughs> Uh, except, you know, with you know, with magic powers, he said. There's a great yeah. little topic there, though, isn't there? Sort of humble beginnings to powerful positions. Yeah. There's, yeah. A great, there's a great example, isn't there? There's his nickname, the Mad Monk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, 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 you could write dissertations on him. You could speak mm. to him about hours. He's such an interesting figure. Mm. At the yeah. same time, he's... I don't suppose he's like... I, don't, I wouldn't say he's like the popcorn Russian history, but 
when we did Rasputin, he, well, I didn't find him, and we didn't cover him like Bitcali Valley down the second and third. He was more of a, an oddity outlier, mm. who I think probably, if you don't have a great amount of interest in it, it's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, if I was doing Russian history at school, I would certainly do maybe, you know, more on Rasputin as an interest, as a hook. Mm. I'm not sure Alexander II's Emancipation of the Circus is a great hook. <laughs> it's really significant. Depends who your audience is, mate. Well, yeah. And I'm a deliverer. <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, Rasputin's certainly an interesting and odd outlier. Um, could I give you a summary of him? Probably not, apart from he was a weird mystic peasant who rose through the ranks mm. and uh, was very significant and probably belied, certainly probably didn't deserve that, really. And I think his death is probably the most interesting yeah. part of it, yeah. actually. Yeah. Not really, no, I don't think. I think they, they, they shot him, poisoned him, tried to drown him. Yeah. Even Boney M don't know, and if they no. don't know... Who does? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just, just link that into the Monday very quickly. There's, um, obviously, with Putin, we mentioned his, mm. his links to Alexander III. There's a play at the moment called Patriots. Uh, it's literally just come out. Um, God, who's the little fella? Not Tom Holland. The, uh, Tom Hollander, isn't it? Oh, I think it's like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hollander plays, I think, uh, I can't remember if he plays Putin or um, Bezorowski, the, uh, one of Putin's big, big donors at the mm-hmm. start who then obviously had to flee and came to this country and then died under mysterious circumstances like mm. a number of people. Um, but I think what's happening with Russia at the moment has a lot of parallels mm. with the ni- it's a bit of the 20th century uh, and the 19th century, sorry. It's got, it's got a lot of links with the USSR, but it actually has a lot of links with late Imperial Russia, particularly mm. Alexander III, as I mentioned. Um, and, yeah, obviously with his invasion of Ukraine, really to Russify that area and try and re- reclaim a Russian empire and the mm. Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, it's just that this time he's got nuclear weapons and he wants them rather than just like a broken cavalry division. Well, yeah, there's a different uh, different military in tow this time, isn't there? Yes, Definitely. Absolutely. But there, there are lots of, of, of similarities there, aren't there? I think Ukraine's always been a, a, a sort of a, a point of contention absolutely. in Russian history. There's, yeah. And it, also Poland as well. Poland's absolutely. been too It's the Alsace Lorraine, isn't it? Of, it's not the of the East. That. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I um, really, really think it's just Russian. It's, it's not do, Ukraine. Do we Poland. think, as you're both history teachers, do we think um, this current conflict will make its way onto the curriculum at some point? Yes, you wanted to say that. Mm. I think so, definitely. I think, you know, we, we taught a lesson on it, didn't we, when it first yes. broke. Um, when the war obviously first started, we, I remember we were at our trust conference, weren't we? Mm. We sort of, as a humanities department, sat around and thought, right, how can we do a, an extraordinary one-off lesson from this, from a, a geography, history point of yeah, view? Yeah. But I, I think the more this war drags on, I think definitely this is going to be something that's on the, on the curriculum. And I think not just this war, we've, we're living through times at the minute with, with COVID as well. We, we teach history of medicine, things like that are going to be on the yeah. curriculum. You could actually well. mention that if you wanted in our most recent exam on prevention of disease could. in the modern day. So you could have mentioned lockdowns versus medieval lo- That's um, lockdowns. That's amazing, isn't it? Like we're living through these things now. And you don't, I think maybe a lot of people don't realise how important they are to the yeah. timeline of mm. events, but they will later yeah. on. One of the key stage four units you can teach, I don't think, I don't know any school that does, you can teach the Arab-Israeli conflict, mm-hmm. but also it includes Iraq and things like that. So you can, there's those constantly being updated. Um, I mean, I teach politics as well. I know you do as well, mm-hmm. eh? And that, that literally, you can chuck in examples for part of your essays as they happen. Yeah. Um, so there are certainly subjects that are always changing. I think we, we as a, a history department are quite good at that. I think we try and, you know, sort of, impress on the students that you're living through history at this time as well and we try and keep the history curriculum really relevant to them Absolutely. I'm thinking of things like our LGBTQ plus um, mm-hmm. lessons <clears throat> I, I don't know of a lot of schools that do lessons on that yeah. but 
it's a really relevant topic at this moment in time. So we're definitely we're, we're pushing things like that all the time. So I, I yeah, I really think this is going to be something that's that's learned about. Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. that was great. Nice to sit back and just watch how that little back. How bored were you? Give us a. No, it's something I've. I've been interested in, but I just haven't ever pursued it. It's not my favourite part of history. I'm more of an ancient historian if I had to choose. Yeah. You know, yeah, so it's yeah. quite far away from the stuff that I really enjoy. But, um, no, that was great. It's like being 21 again, though. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just about remember back when that was. So, we're going to have a bit of fun now. And I've got us, got us a little quiz. So, I'm going to give you some interesting Russian facts. Mm, okay. And I'm going to manipulate it so there's a bit of a quiz in there. We are going to have a, a joust, as you might say. <laughs> And I've Don't got a scoreboard. Do do <laughs> um, so, I'm going to sort of give you a fact and then I'm going to ask for some finer details. So, Russia has the longest railway line in the world. Mm. It's the Trans Siberian Railway mm. going from Mostok, uh, Moscow to Vladivostok. Mm-hmm. But for a point, and the closest one to it will get it, how long is it in miles? Oh, wow. Christ. Oh, God. I always um, taught it in kilometres. Go for it. No, no, <laughs> Well, um, just has the guess. So, uh, you go first, and I'll um... <laughs> go one above it. Well, I was talking to unbelievably someone. I was talking to a Russian. Um, I speak to them occasionally. Uh, it's nothing that the MI five need to be concerned about. It's just someone that plays a video game. And I play them, um, which actually they can't play them because of sanctions. Anyway, they were saying that they when they go from Saint Petersburg to Siberia, it's about three thousand kilometers. I think they said. So uh, if I would take that as a rough starting point, I'm going to go with 9,000 miles long. 9,000, what are you going for? Uh, higher or lower, basically? I think, think, oh, I think slightly higher. Do you? Uh, and I'm just going off. Um, I can remember when I did teach A-level history, there was a little stat we used to teach students about how many miles of railway were laid. Um, I'm go- I could be completely wrong. I could be remembering this long. I'm going to go... 11,000. It's 5,772 oh. miles. God. So that is a point well over for M. Oh, they okay. two tracks. So I'm sorry. Right. You, were yeah. there, you were going there and back <laughs> Exactly. Again. Question number two. Russia is famous for its literature as well. But can you name me a famous Russian author? Leo or writer? Chekhov. Dostoevsky. How many would you want? Well, you name the two I know. Well, <laughs> story Dostoevsky, so. Anton Chekhov as well, back um, Yeah, you could have had any of the following. Uh, Pushkin. Yeah. Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn obviously yeah, Solzhenitsyn. a very famous very, psychologist. Yeah. Um, uh Nabokov, you could have had as well. Plus Leo Tolstoy, obviously famous for War and Peace. You've got Anton Chekhov, a renowned playwright, um, famous for The Seagull. His short stories are... Have you read any of his short stories, Chekhov's short stories? Oh, my God. One of them was so moving. Like, I, don't, I don't even get upset when I'm reading books. It was so good. I was, like, wearing up. I'll have to lend you the book. Really good. Dostoevsky, my, my knowledge of him really comes from The Office. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crime and punishment, mate. Banging, but really good. Okay. Um, Russians are famous for their superstitions. Um... Russians believe that you can't do something with flowers when you give them to someone. Does anyone know what it is? Would it be maybe put them in water or a vase? Smell them because they might have poison on them. That's what I'd guess. No. Neither of those? Neither of those. Russians believe that you can't um, give an even number of flowers. Oh. Um, because that's for cemeteries. Oh. And if you were to give 
a, a Russian a bouquet of flowers and it had an even number, mm. they would take it very personally. But they count them then? I would. It depends how big it is, I mm. suppose. <laughs> steady, right. steady. Um, Russia is famous for inventing um, a game. A game? A game that's played on a computer. Very oh, early Tetris. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Soviet. But can you give me... Can you give me the date that Tetris was oh, invented? Oh, well, it's got to be. Like... Uh, this is a thrashing, by the way, so far. This is 3-0 to M. He does this. Yeah, this I is know. what he does. And invites me on and then humiliates me. He's, he's very lucky, though. He'll probably guess this. <laughs> well, Again, I'm going to he... let you have the first stab. Just uh, like oh, brilliant. Um, can someone... I'm not a gamer. Can someone kind of uh, point well, me in the right? something like 1978, and I think Tetris is slightly after that, I would guess. Well, it's got to be after that. Uh... 1980. 1980, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'd go slightly after 1982. Just swine. 1984. You get another point. God damn it. Okay. With regards to... This is another funny Russian thing that they do. How we communicate one another through our facial Russians are taught not to do something to people they don't know. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> Steady. Uh, um, give eye contact. It's, it's like that. It's like that. What do we do in the UK? Or what should we do when we smile see someone? Mm, really? They're taught not to smile at people mm. they don't know. They think it's a sign of weakness. They do smile to people they know and care about. But to strangers, they are taught not to smile. I'd be a very just, good Russian. I'm yeah. miserable as sin. Well, does Putin not know that anyone? That's true. Putin never smiles. Yeah, so there you go. So maybe that's it. So that, that, is that him projecting his strength? Isn't yeah. It, it is. Um, Russia is the largest country by its landmass. But can you tell me how many square miles oh, no. Russia is? <laughs> Neither is good. Oh, I want to have a go. You have a go first. I have no idea. I wouldn't even How know. Can we have a reference point? Because it's I, in square I miles. Yeah, I know, but what? I it's don't... in the millions. It's in the millions. But it's not in the tens of millions. I don't know any. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do geography or maths. It's so between what? To guess ten million. Um, square miles. I'll, I'll go in the middle. Five <laughs> million. million. Well done. I'm going to go slightly below at four million. Oh, you got your first oh. point. <laughs> it's uh, six million six hundred one thousand six hundred sixty-five square miles. You're right. It's a whopper. It's a big, big old, big old thing. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, Aha! Fifty-four percent of the Russian population is female. Mm. That's a fact. Okay. Okay. That is quite a disparity between men and women living in Russia. But can anyone tell me why that is? I'm going to hand that over. To A, because he's losing at the moment. Uh, the thing I'm about to lose even more. Uh, why there's more women? Yep. Um, is there a, like a definitive reason for it? Do you think so, yeah. Is it to do with alcoholism and the deaths related to alcoholism? Because I know that's a big problem in parts of Russia. No. So it's got, what, is it a reason like it's a sociological reason or is it a reason? It, it also suggests that men do have a shorter lifespan than women in Russia, but I think that's quite common across most countries. Oh yeah, women's life is... So that's, that's not the reason. There is oh, a genuine reason uh, and it's a historical reason. I'll say then that there were so many killed in the war that they haven't managed to repopulate. 25 million Russian soldiers were killed yeah. in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, 
caused a, ma- a major loss of um, yeah, lots yeah. of men. It's <coughs> quite interesting. Mm-hmm. We're nearly there. Let's I'm going to do, do two, um, more, two more. Two more. Right. If I can find two good ones. 20% of the Earth's trees are in Russia. Mm. That's a fact. That's huge. That's a fact. God. But how many trees are there in Russia? <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Right. This is a massive number. Okay. I, I'm, I just want to see the, th- the thought process. So 20% of all the world's trees are in Russia. So if you know how many trees there are in the world, God. you should not wear this out, but I don't think you do. Right, come on. Yeah, it's, uh, got, uh, it's got to be, in that case then, we're talking, what, hundreds of billions, I would have thought. Yeah. Hundreds of billions, surely, hundreds right? Hundreds of billions. That's my, my, so my, my brain process was going towards hundreds of billions. What do you reckon? How many hundreds of billions? Well, let's, let's let A have the first Yeah, I'm letting him go um, first. I'll take my usual tactic and go in the middle. Brilliant. I'll go 500. <laughs> You've gone 500 billion. billion right, yeah. so I'll go... If, if you had a moniker, if you were, if you were a, um, a king, mm. you would be um, the lenient, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's one of many. I'd like to look a number of them, please. Yeah. yeah. Something for next time. We'll yeah. come up with yeah. something. That'll be fun. The Lothario is the other one. <laughs> the other one. Um, yeah. deluded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that, uh, this time I am going to go higher. Okay, go on then. I'm going to go 722 billion. So it's 640. What do you say? Five, 500, um, you said? 722 billion. So who's closer? You. Probably mm. about 20 billion. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You weren't even that close. He's so jammy, isn't uh, he? Yeah. Well, but he's, on, he's, clever. he is clever he's, with it. But yeah. he's... I got some of them that I knew definitively. It's just, he's insufferable, isn't he? I, the, the, oh. Rush, the Russian author one hurts. Um, I knew two. You named he them both. He didn't even... Yeah. yeah, he didn't even give anyone. Yeah, it's so annoying. Well, that's just because, to be fair, I like to be right, and when I know these things, it's nice to show off. <laughs> it's good to be smart. Right, this is the last one. Yeah. Russia is home to the coldest village in the world. It's called Oymyakon. No, it's not. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you pronounce it then. No thanks. Um, what is the coldest recorded temperature oh, wow. in in that village? Okay. In Degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, for oh, God's sake. Fahrenheit. I, d- I don't work in Fahrenheit. Yeah, Brexit so. means Brexit, mate. Come on, we won't sell this. That's the question. Just deal with it. What are we going with? Come on, you go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you get to go on. You go first this time. Yeah, because uh, you going first isn't being going very well. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, it was minus... Uh, Stalingrad got to, what, minus 50, but no, yeah. like degrees centigrade. So we're talking minus... 100 and... Too low? Too high. Too high? Oh, well, too low. Too, too cold. Too cold? Yeah, way too cold. Well, starting to go minus 50, so what's that in Fahrenheit? That's got to be minus 100 or something, no? I don't, I don't know how, the, the whole Fahrenheit to centigrade thing throws me. I don't you have to double it and this add This is meant to be high, bro. I can't believe between the three of us we can't figure out the difference between centigrade and Fahrenheit. What's that next? You're making us look <laughs> stupid, then. All right, I'm going to go with, I don't know, then minus 80 Fahrenheit. Minus 80. Um, I'll go... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go minus 79. Oh, really? Oh Has he gone the, the wrong way? <laughs> no, it's minus 96. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, far off. I was going right. to say minus 110. But... This was a thrashy. This was 8-1. A, pretty pathetic. Yeah. I've got to say. It's not great. Uh, well, this would have been Newcastle Legends. He would have, he would have yeah. smashed thought. me, mate. It would have been yeah. easy. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> he does this to me every week. I fluked one one week, didn't I? Uh, I, I? I genuinely think, like, it's just, I just read loads of stuff. And usually it's garbage. I just read garbage, but I just read it when I can remember it. 
You've got a good just memory. Yeah, I, think that I just really realised the stuff I remember it. Yeah. yeah. Hazy? Mm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I can't remember what day it is. No, that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was a long one. But it was it was definitely worth the conversation. Absolutely. So that was good. People switched off twenty five minutes ago. No doubt. <laughs> it's no only doubt. you, me, and Ada. Like, Why don't you um, give our loyal lis- listeners mm. the the email address? Yes. So um, for those that did email and we didn't do it today, I promise we will do it next week. So please don't feel neglected. We will get onto it. Um, it's tales of two teachers at gmail dot com. We had five um, for this week, which is decent. Uh, I think you mentioned we're perhaps a bit concerned that people we, we occasionally have to miss some because we're busy. Uh, people might think it's finished. It's not finished. It will finish for the summer in a few yeah. weeks' time. But we are going to try and make sure now as it as we get into the next week, the exams will ease a little bit yeah. so that we should have that time back for the Wednesday afternoons just to carry on with. But please let us know any topics or questions. Tales of two teachers at gmail.com and we'd like a strong finish to the year. I've got, I've got C tapped up for next week. Who? CD. Oh, yes. Our, our bot, your bot. The big Everyone's bot. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, okay. he's tapped up for next week. Maybe we could have half of the session just doing questions because we'll probably have a few more. Yeah, he's and also then, very. And then his specialism, and he like he does actually. He's always got an interest in everything. So yeah, he, he, he doesn't matter what. Yeah, and he just yeah. he's just got loads of interest. He'll he'll just take an interest in whatever and want to learn more. So he'll be good for questions, I should think. I agree. So on that note, um, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. God, I, I, I need a shower. You do. <laughs>